Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. You are the next. And you are the past. It's over. Get out of my warehouse. This is Doug with the episode credits for Season 5, Episode 1, Endless Terror. Guest cast Anthony Head, Lindsay Wagner, Renee Aubergenois, and Mark Shepard return as Paracelsus, Dr. Calder, Hugo Miller, and Benedict Valder, respectively, and Rebecca Mader as Lisa Da Vinci. Created by Brent Moat and Jane Espenson. Written by Jack Kenny. Story editor John Paul Nickel, and directed by Jack Kenny. Original air date April 14th, 2021. Looks like your warehouse still has a little bit of a crush on me. Fancy. What else you got? And now, the episode quick cat. Claudia battles Paracelsus for control of the warehouse and for a time, with the warehouse's help, is able to fend off all of his attacks until Paracelsus realizes that Claudia belongs to the warehouse and he is in control of the warehouse. Therefore, he is in control of Claudia. He is able to take control of Claudia and uses HG's time machine. After many failed attempts, the agents are able to gain access to the warehouse but are too late to keep Paracelsus from moving through time. Paracelsus goes back to the date of his bronzing at Warehouse 9 and apparently takes over, changing the present. Using Louis XIV's silverware forks, the team is able to stay in the same time continuum, which allows them to keep their original memories when the present changes. Artie causes a distraction to give Pete and Micah time to go back to Warehouse 9 to stop Paracelsus from killing all the regents, making him sole authority over the warehouse. Steve rides Jack Lane's stationary bike to power the portal to keep it open in order for Pete and Micah to be able to return. Claudia goes off to help Artie. During their travels through the warehouse, the team encounters Valda, Hugo, Vanessa, and some Borg. Pete and Micah, with the help of Warehouse 9 agent Lisa Da Vinci, stop Paracelsus from killing the regions. Pete is able to capture him and bronze him. Back at the warehouse, Claudia can't shake the feeling that something is still not right. Artie notices that one of the forks is missing, and we see Benedict Valda in the dead agent's vault. You're wasting your time, Voldemort. I'm as much a part of this warehouse as you are, and it won't let you kill me. Yes, you are, aren't you? Here's a fun game. Why don't we see if the warehouse will let me kill you? The artifacts of the week are way too many to explain, so I'll give you a couple of quick descriptions and we will put clips in wherever we can to explain what they're using because they use quite a lot of artifacts in this episode. Theodosius of Bithynia's Sundial. Theodosius of Bithynia. I'm so glad people today have names like Dave. He was uh, the Greek astronomer, right? Carl Schwarzschild's pocket watch. Pocket watch belonged to Carl Schwarzschild? The German physicist. Yeah, provided the first exact solution to Einstein's field equations of general relativity. A telescope from the Marquis de Laplace. French astronomer and mathematician. One of the first scientists to postulate the existence of black holes. Three very powerful artifact cogs in a possible machinery that lets you travel through time. So that's why he's at the portal. He's planning a trip. But to where and, and to when? The arrow of Achilles, the arrow that Paris used to kill Achilles by striking him in the heel. Look, even if we get in there, how do we take down someone who's immortal? I've been doing some digging. We're going to use the arrow that brought down the demigod Achilles. Achilles? Come yeah. on, it's, it's a myth. Yes, it's a myth. It's a myth that's currently stored on Alcor Fu 783. 
and Louis XIV Civil War forks. During his reign, the Palace of Versailles would often experience time slips, and somehow his silverware was imbued with the power to keep him and his court in the same time continuum. Once held, it protects the holder from temporal changes. And the Tesla coil is used to power HG's time machine. Links to full descriptions of all of these artifacts can be found on our webpage. It occurs to me, if I control the warehouse, and you are part of the warehouse, then I control you. And we're back with Season 5. It seems like we got through this whole series really quickly. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? Kim and I started this June 2020. I was going to take a longer break after Eureka because that was like two years we did that. But since we were in the middle of a pandemic and neither of us were doing anything at all, we decided to start recording in June and we were doing like two a week at one point, weren't we? Yes, we were. Yeah. You know, we were doing it remotely because of the pandemic and we didn't start publishing until August because we didn't know. I didn't know whether I was going to be going back to work or how fast I would. We record ahead so it's October 12th or something. But this probably mm-hmm. won't get published till December. But who would have thought we'd still be recording remotely? Yeah, that's true, yeah. When we started this, that's why we did so many at first, because I was just thinking it was going to be over in a couple of months, and I'd be back to work, so I wouldn't have as much time. So I wanted to get a whole bunch recorded before we started publishing. And here we are in October 2021, and we're still recording remotely. Yes, we are. <laughs> but we only have five episodes left after this one. You know, that went really fast, I feel like. Yeah, it does. So um, in this episode, we pick up exactly where we left off in season four. Claudia is facing off with Paracelsus. The warehouse seems to be protecting her, but then he gets the upper hand, and he puts some sort of coil around her. And I went through all the artifacts on the warehouse (laughs) wiki website, and I could not figure out what this was. Oh, I had no clue. Yeah, I don't think they ever said. A lot of times they don't say things, but then I could find, you know... Like the bike that Steve was riding. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever said it, but it was Jack LaLanne's bike. Do you remember Jack LaLanne? Yeah, Jack LaLanne, the uh, fitness instructor. Right. I used to watch him when I was like a kid. I'm talking in the 60s, a kid. Mm-hmm. And, I remember. Yeah, I just remember him doing jumping jacks every day. But I don't think they ever said the name of the bike or anything. And I just came across that when I was looking up all the other artifacts. Yeah, they didn't say anything. I don't know where all these artifacts come from on the warehouse wiki page. Like I said, I don't really know who does that, if it has anything to do with the show creators or if it's just fans that do it. But I don't know how they would know Jack LaLanne's bike or whatever this blue thing was that wasn't listed anywhere that was around her. But then he uses those aviator goggles to pull everything that Claudia knows out of her. Just like he did with uh, Nick Mm -hmm. to catch up, you know, with what's going on. So he knows everything Claudia knows at this point. Pete picks Micah up at the hospital and doesn't tell her anything about the warehouse at first. But when he does, he doesn't tell her he was doing it to save her. Right. He dodged that bullet a couple of times. Yes. (laughs) A couple of times. Yes. Just tell me what is going on at the warehouse. Not much. Why did you have two artifacts? Because I was... Do this, and I will help you combine the artifacts that can cure Micah. I was trying to... Look, Micah, it's... that's not what matters right now, okay? What matters is we need to get to this evil wizard because he's probably planning something pretty bad, okay? We gotta get past the shield, we gotta get back in there, and we gotta stop him before... The shield? Hell, she figured out at the last one what he did. You don't deal in lies, huh? Huh? 
Don't you remember saying that to me, Perry? Huh? Do you remember dangling Micah's life out in front of me? I did not lie. I believed she was dying. You know what I believe? I believe we're going to have us a nice pair of self-sign in the bronze sector. Please don't. 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 You have no idea what you're giving up, what you're stealing from mankind. Yeah, but why didn't she figure that out earlier? Yeah, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out why she wasn't in any pain. Well, yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out how long has it been since she's been in the hospital. Because I know you get out of the hospital a lot quicker after surgery these days, but she looked like perfectly healthy. So has it been a few days or what? I don't know what the deal was with that. Even if it was a week, you still take time to heal. You still hurt a little bit. Right. Yeah. That's what I can't figure out what the time frame here was. Right. And not once through the whole episode, because I was waiting for that cringe. Yeah. Pain to, to hit her. And somebody said, are you all right? And it never happened. Right. But when she tells him she's fine, it didn't seem like she was. Did it to you, the way she was saying it? And the way she said it, I thought that because she was getting out, she was still in a little bit of pain. Yeah, I don't know. It was the way she said it to him and the way she was kind of even avoiding the question, sort of, you know? Because he even says, saying Pete over and over again doesn't answer my question. Like I said, I remembered from the beginning that she was going to get cancer. I do not remember where it goes. So it's almost like the writers are trying to make us think that there's something more serious that we we don't know about. Mm. Just the way they have her answering questions and stuff. Right. But I don't remember. Wait, so so we're, we're all good, right? Yeah, we're good. Mike's? Pete. Seriously. Pete's? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But saying my name does not allay my fears. I'm okay, okay? It's a bit of a wake-up call, but the cyst was benign. Benign means... No, I know what benign means. Oh, good. Does that mean, do you mean... Will it it even... means that I'm fine. But then, later on, when Pete does get Paracelsus, Paracelsus says he wasn't lying. I mean, he could be lying then, too, but he said he wasn't lying. He really believed she was dying. Mm. So, I'm thinking they're trying to make us believe something's still wrong, and she knows, and she's not telling them. But it could, again, be the writers just trying to make us believe something that isn't there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can't remember, so... I don't remember either. Good whining about the purple go. It's a rental. So how fast should I go? As fast as you can. And you're sure that this is going to work? Yes, of course it's going to work. You've seen me do it. Fine, I'll do it again. Look. See? Nothing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. And yet it felt so successful. Maybe if we double the goo and you go twice as fast. All right, come on. I've got another idea. Only we'll need a couple of crowbars in a crowded parking lot. All right. You can say emergency all you want, but it's still illegal. Oh, please. Of all the illegal things I've done, this is probably the least illegal. Remember, we're trying to save Claudia's life? Yes, and that's going to be a lot harder to do from prison. Take both the red and the black cape. At the same time, you touch them to the shield. Oh, hold it, hold it, hold it. How about I take one and you take the other? Maybe I'll stand a chance of living through this. Fine. That's what you want. All right, on three. One, two, three. Damn it! You all right? Oh, no, I'm fine. I've got the blackhead. This part made me laugh. Uh, Back at the warehouse, Artie's covering the car with goo. And he's making Steve try to drive through the shields. (laughs) 
And then they go steal all the car batteries from a parking lot. I don't know what they were going to do at that point, but they were going to try to get in. And Steve, of course, gets the brunt of everything they try to do. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. And even when Micah does come back with the correct answer, because she read the manual. (laughs) I know, that was too funny, because even Artie didn't know. No, none of them did. (laughs) (laughs) Am I really the only one that, that reads the region's addendums to the manual? Okay, look, we know that the shield draws its power from the Alpha Centauri star system. I knew that. No, you didn't. I did. Continue. After Sykes used the shield against us, the regions installed a failsafe up at the Innis Observatory. We were just there. Really cool place. Telescopes. It was all explained as addendum NQZ-437 in the manual. Anyway, I redirected the laser scope from the Centauri system to Uranus. But even when she comes back with the correct answer, Steve doesn't want to go through first. (laughs) Yes. I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but it's just like Steve got the brunt of everything in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the shield appear to stay in place, yet we can pass through it. Steve, if you want. Oh, no, 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 not today. Are you kidding me? Big cry, baby. We could have just walked through? You and Micah go down and disconnect his mojo. Excellent. I've got a plan. I'm absolutely certain it will work. Trust me. Make him go first. So Micah tells him that the regions installed the failsafe after the Sykes incident, and they had to redirect the laser scope at an observatory to point to Uranus, but she pronounces it Uranus. And I'm sure she does it so Pete doesn't go off on a joke tangent. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pronounced... Uranus. She doesn't look like she's in the mood for his jokes. Yes. But after they all walk through, he has to yell Uranus anyway. (laughs) Uranus! And then Abigail, once again, is helpful with coming up with a plan. A lot of this I don't understand. There was a lot of artifacts and there was a lot of stuff going on. I have to put a lot of clips in this episode because it was kind of confusing. You know, they had a plan every three seconds and I couldn't keep up no matter how many times I watched it. Abigail got me up to speed on the Eldenari. I think I can disconnect Paracelsus from the warehouse. We've got to put the fires back in the alcoves and get the Nordic symbols back on all the walls. So Abigail was certain about this? Not entirely. We've never had a caretaker this strongly connected. If Abigail's right, then the other two alcoves, they're going to reignite. And that'll restart the symbols and it'll disconnect. Paracelsus from the warehouse. Abigail is right. It is not an exact science. I know, I miss exact science. On three. But her plan does work, and they're able to get the Eldenari up and running, which releases Claudia, and then she tells them about Paracelsus' plan with the time machine. Although they don't really know where he's going to go or whatever. The time machine? H.G. Wells' time machine? But that only sends your consciousness back in time. Why would you want that? He didn't share, but he's been mashing up a bunch of different artifacts and connecting them to it. Yeah. He's set up at the same spot Sykes found the portal. He forced me to help him. So after we set up HG's time machine, he rigged up the Tesla coil to power it. And then he started with different artifacts. Then we find out that Paracelsus wants to go back in time to the day they bronzed him in Warehouse 9. So he can take over the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, then changes the present. Fortunately, Artie kind of figured out that he was trying to change the present, so he gave them all the silverware forks. Yes, oh yeah. The forks kept them in the same time continuum. So even though all of time changed around them, 
they still have the all their memories of where they're supposed to be? Yeah. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, talking about the new Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Speaking of time travel, they all have time travel questions, and I have to agree with Pete when he gets upset and says, don't try to explain time travel because it never makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it never makes sense to me either. It does make sense. Uh, that whole Brother Adrian thing, I was thinking the wrong timelines in Eureka when they changed time. I understood what they did, but I was always confusing the timelines. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's very confusing, and as many times as people explain it to me, I don't get it. I, I get confused. I was like, okay, trying to keep up. Yeah, just go with it and don't try to mm-hmm. figure it out. Just, you know, enjoy the show. Right, don't try and figure it out. Don't try and explain time travel. It never makes sense and it always makes my head hurt. We're here, the world is different. Let's find Perry and kick his ass. When time does change, they find out that Paracelsus has been caretaker since Warehouse 9. And Warehouse 13 is now a science research-based warehouse. Instead of just, you know, keeping the artifacts away from people, they're using them. We also see Valda, and they discover that Valda didn't die in this timeline, and he's working at the warehouse. Although, he must be an agent because they don't have regents anymore. Right. And then, Claudia and Pete find Abigail, and her brain is running the computer at the warehouse, which was kind of <laughs> freaky. Yeah. Like, I got this dumb look on my face like, yeah, huh? Why? No, when you said I'm going, yeah, huh? How's how she doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They must have figured out some way to... to I don't know. Claudia says they he must have figured out a way to use somebody's brain as a computer. And that's the organic thing Claudia kept saying. There's something organic that we have to find. And it, obviously it was her. Mm-hmm. They figure out that Pete and Micah have to go back in time to stop Paracelsus from taking over the warehouse. Artie goes out to cause a distraction so that Pete and Micah can get through. Steve is left to ride the bike, like we talked about before, to keep the portal open for them to get back. And Claudia goes off to save Artie. When Pete and Micah go back to Warehouse 9, they meet Lisa Da Vinci, who's a Warehouse 9 agent. They've already bronzed Paracelsus in their time. But now we're dealing with a second Paracelsus because he went through the portal, which kind of doesn't make sense to me, but... I'm going to go with it. Why he was in the portal to go back? I know why he was. She said they've already bronzed him. So now there's two Paracelsuses. Mm-mm. There's only one. No, because even at the end, you know, when Pete bronzes Paracelsus, he says, now we have two Paracelsuses. That's why he put one in a crate. 
Oh, oh, okay. So that didn't make sense to me because if he went back in time, there wouldn't be two of them, would there? I don't know. I'm going with be no because you unbronzed him. He went to another portal, and even she said we browned him, but they did, but they let him go. So right. he was let out and came back. Right. So how was there too? When he went back in time, they had already bronzed him. She says that. Right. So now he's bronzed in Warehouse 9, but he also came back through the portal. So there's one of him bronzed and there's one of him alive. See, now I was thinking that the one that they bronzed is the one that they unbronzed. So that's where I got that from, that there was only one. I understand what she said. Right. And that century they did bronze him. Yes. And then the next century they unbronzed him and he went back to their century. Yeah, but that's why I'm confused because he goes back, but the original bronze Paracelsus is there. They had just done it that day. So they could still see him bronze. So you could still see him bronze and then you could see him alive running around. That's why I'm confused, because that doesn't make sense to me. Like I said, even at the end, they had the bronzed one from Warehouse 9, and then Pete captured Paracelsus and bronzed him, and they said now they have two bronzed Paracelsuses. That part doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Okay, so it's not just me. That's what I'm saying. Because I'm going with one person. Exactly. That's why I'm confused, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So they have to stop this Paracelsus from killing all the regents. Because once he kills the regents, he takes over and there's nobody overseeing him. So he could do Mm -hmm. whatever he wants. Then we find Vanessa and Hugo working at the warehouse. But you can tell it's not willingly. Vanessa, now you know I'm telling the truth. I can see it in your eyes. I don't care how you know what you know. We have to do this. Yes, the pursuit of science is the only thing that matters. Now, this is a spindle from the very first rack that was ever used it's in, in the, the Tower, Tower of London. London. Yes, I know, and that, that's Blackwood's stethoscope, first physician that had any success with truth serum. Good. Then you probably also know that if used together, it might extract the truth. Yes. Also might fry my brain. And they do say, finally, that Paracelsus has their children, so they're married in this timeline. But I was kind of annoyed with Artie because he kept yelling and you could see that Vanessa was afraid when she was telling him to keep his voice down. Right. You could see she was afraid and he just kept like yelling. And finally they have to tell him because he wasn't getting a clue that Paracelsus has their children. But was everything that was going on, Artie wasn't focused to a certain degree. True, I'm sure. And then this other part didn't make sense to me, even after I watched it twice. So I had to look it up because it didn't make sense. And I don't like to look up things because I don't want it to change my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, so Pete hits Paracelsus with the scalpel. He happened to have it in his pocket because that was one of the artifacts Paracelsus was going to have Pete combine to save Micah. Mm -hmm. So he hits him in the leg with the scalpel, which makes the warehouse 13 Paracelsus kind of drop a little bit. Like you could tell he was injured. But I didn't understand what scalpel did to Paracelsus. And I watched it twice. I didn't understand how that affected him in some way. But I didn't understand how they could bronze him at the end because he took those chemicals so they couldn't bronze him. Well, that's they rigged the bronzer. Right. But remember, he took some chemicals so he couldn't be bronzed. But maybe they made it to where now he could be bronzed with the chemicals in him. Right. But again, I'm going to say they have to tell us that. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're we're only speculating. Well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't understand it. So I went and looked it up. 
believe me, I had to look all over the place because I was like, I am missing something. They're not telling us something. Mm -hmm. So I found something on the IMDb page for this episode, and I'll link Mm -hmm. it on our website. But apparently there's a deleted scene. Which would have explained this. Oh. And I'm going to read exactly what it says because I'm not going to do it by memory. It says, while it is unclear by watching the scene how Pete was able to bronze Paracelsus, as he had revealed in a previous episode that he was impervious to the bronzing process by having ingested certain chemicals, it is revealed in a deleted scene that Pete, using the scalpel on Paracelsus, removed the anti-bronzing chemicals that he ingested thus allowing him to be bronze. Now, how the hell were we supposed to know that? Oh, okay, yeah, you're right if they took that scene out. Yeah, unless you have the DVD and watched all the deleted scenes, you'll never know that. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I I don't know. There was things in here that didn't make sense to me, but I'm just going to go with it. So, Pete gets him in the bronzer and everything goes back to normal. And Micah talks to Pete about trying to save her because she heard him talking to Paracelsus. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't know why she didn't figure it out earlier. Because he pretty much almost said it in one part. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was trying to get me to mix together a couple artifacts when I was trying to save my ass. My ass. My... Because when... Continue. And then Artie notices that a fork is missing. And we see that Valda is there. But where did the fork come from? I don't know. And I'm still trying to figure out why Artie just blows it off. He said there's one missing, but he kind of shoves his shoulder and walks away. Claudia says something's not right. She feels something's not right. Right. And and it's just shrugged off. Like, mm, okay, you just went through all of this and no, it's not okay. Just because he's bronze. You thought he was bronze the last time. And look what happened. Right. But. I can't figure out where it came from. So maybe I'm thinking about it wrong now. Because first I'm like, well, one of them must have lost their fork. And Valda picked it up. But then I'm like, well, how would they get back? But in the artifact description, it says once you touch it. So apparently you don't always have to be touching it. Mm-hmm. So one of them could have lost their fork. But they don't tell us who. Right. I mean, it could have been Pierce Elton. I'm not saying that right. But anyway, did he have a fork? I don't think so. Not that we know of. So I don't know where that came from, unless Valda had forks in Warehouse 13 and grabbed one for some reason. Maybe he figured out what was going on. I don't know. But, you know, the way they did it, you would imagine that somebody lost their fork and that's how Valda got it. Yeah, I don't know. But he got one. But to me, I already shrugged it off. Claudia shoved off what she was feeling. You're still in the warehouse and the warehouse is trying to tell you something. Right. And now, right at this point, what you've just been through, you're not listening? Right. So that was like, really? So that was my, oh, really moment again? Towards the end, because it was like, come on now. you just been through this. No, I get you. Right, you're right. I know. I don't know what Artie's thinking about the forks, but the whole thing with Claudia, I mean, you don't just shrug it down. Right. And at one point, it should be like, yo, we got to look for this fork. Right. But... He would just start walking like it's, no, it's just another sunny day in the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, really, people? Okay. (laughs) I'm looking for the fork. We ain't going nowhere. I don't care how tired you are. We got to find this fork. Right. Or figure out at least who lost it. Right. You know, something. If somebody lost it in the other timeline and nobody grabbed it in that timeline, then they're safe because that timeline's gone. But if somebody lost it in the other timeline and when it, like Valda picked it up, 
they're not safe because that brought Valda to their timeline. Right. Remembering the old timeline. Mm-hmm. So no good is going to come of that. It's not the Valda we knew early in the series. You know, mm-hmm. this is a Valda that's been working for Paracelsus. Right. No good is going to come of that, I have to imagine. Mm-mm. That's, that's what I was like. Mm, but, hey. Random notes. Some funny stuff and some other stuff. But first, the funny. So we're all good downtown. Oh my god, we are never talking about my lady parts ever again. Well, now when you say lady parts, does that mean the booby no, region? No, no, no. Micah, are you okay? I mean, is everything all right down? We are not talking about that, okay? Luke, use the fork. He's like that annoying paperclip. You, Artie, tension, informed decisions, and dead relatives. I'm sorry, I left my Claudia Artie codebook by the pants or spill. Hey, Peter, you head towards the Eldenari. Micah and I will circle around in case he wavers in his course. She's bossy. You love it. I do. Let's go! Oh, great. Maybe McPherson and Walter Sykes are running the snack bar. Let's go. Wait, Claudia, Claudia, wait! Do you think there's a snack bar? Did Paracelsus' accent sound a little different to you? Uh, no, I didn't pay it any mind. It was a couple of times. I almost sound, It almost sounded to me like he had an Irish accent. Just Where is he originally from as an actor? Uh, England. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it could be. It could be that, um, I'm going to call it a twang. You know, like the southern twang. Yeah. People in the UK can tell where somebody else is from. True. I can't tell the difference. They could go with up from Australia and this one to say they're from Scotland and this one, you know, it's it's a different dialect and you know, it all sounds the same to me to a certain degree where some are stronger than others, but I can't tell what part of the region they come from. But yeah. somebody over there, oh they definitely could tell. Yeah, you're right, true. He could have slipped out his regular voice. Yeah, that's possible because it didn't seem like it was the whole episode. It just seemed mm-hmm. there was a couple times I was like, I think his accent is different. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. And then when I first saw those guards that they had at the warehouse, mm-hmm. my first thought was Borg. And then it made me laugh when that Pete referenced the same thing. No, he's like, they have Borg here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did say that. And I'm thinking Cyberman because I don't know who Borg is, but, that, but I was thinking Cyberman. Well, yeah, I know what a Cyberman looks like, but the Borg have those kind of eyepieces. Also, it was funny because Mark Shepard's episode in Star Trek Voyager, it was called Child's Play, and it dealt directly with killing the Borg. Oh, okay. So I thought that was funny. Oh, okay. Being the geek that I am. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man! They have Borgs here? Why does the creepy killer's warehouse get to be cooler than ours? In their eyes. Oh, that's uh, back in Warehouse 12. And it was also funny, Warehouse 9 has a purple bird instead of purple goo. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's when she whistled for that bird. She said, thanks, Isabella. Oh, yes, okay. They use a purple bird to deactivate artifacts instead of the purple goo that we have now. Oh, okay. What the hell was that? The purple swamp, of course. Be careful, there's a giant scary bird heading our way. I know, I caught her. Thank you, Isabella. What the hell is in Isabella? Does the warehouse in the future no longer use purple swampens to subdue artifacts? The only thing I got, the Olive Garden. That still strikes me funny. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yes. And she looks around and goes, oh, an actual olive garden. <laughs> I'm like, Pete, don't you know what century you're going into? There is no olive garden. I know. He's ridiculous. I forgot all about that, yeah. Yeah, that, that caught me funny because I kept on saying it. I want to go to the Olive Garden for some breast. <laughs> so, I can understand Pete's uh, hunger for it. I'm like, dang, super Tecana, whatever they call it. It's a breast. Like, I'm going to say, no, my God, I need to go to the Olive Garden. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> well, that's all I got, too. Yep, that's it. All right. Well, then we'll see you next week for episode two. All right. See you next week. Bye. Hey, this is Dud Gramley reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the 13th warehouse on Twitter at Eureka warehouse on Instagram at Eureka underscore warehouse on our website at the 13th warehouse.com or on Podbean. The music for the 13th Warehouse, Reflections in the Mirror, provided by Esther Garcia under their standard license. See you next time in the 13th Warehouse. And now we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.